podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. Excuse me. First of all, Dr. Dish, um, the number one shooting machine in the market, not only innovative in technology and customer service and, and so easy to set up and use. I think a five-year-old could do it. I would not recommend it. Um, it's not super safe, but um, it is a safe machine, but I wouldn't have a five-year-old using it. I, I don't think they could get it over the net. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, and they could give you $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I started teachhoops.com because I was a high school coach. I wish this had been out there for me. You know, I've, I've won at the highest level. We've won multiple state titles. We've been nationally ranked. Um, but I wanted to share things that I thought would be helpful for a high school basketball coach or youth basketball coach, college basketball coach. And that's why I started teachhoops.com to make you a better basketball coach. And that's why we do one-on-one calls and office hours and why I give a 14 day free trial. Cause I want to help you. And if you only need 14 days, go kick, go kick the tires. Maybe that's all you need, but anyway, um, go over and check it out and, uh, let's head off to the podcast. So, so Dave, I'm going to have you kind of what I would love doing with pod with my podcast. I, I know your history, but I'm going to have people tell kind of your basketball journey, your basketball story, kind of how you got into the game, maybe where you start, if you played, if you played and kind of where you ended up. And then we'll talk about your school a little bit. We'll jump in and ask some questions. So Dave, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you do an introduction of yourself and kind of just tell your basketball journey. Sure. I'm, I'm uh, Dave Strickland. I coach the women's basketball team at Umqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon. Um, I was. Oh, so I'm going to interrupt 30 seconds. This might be the fastest interrupt. So it, it, explain the name of your community college. Is it a Native American? It's, it's, it's Native American, and the school sits right on the Umqua River. So it's, you can overlook the, I mean, it's right on the river. And okay. If, if you Google that, you'll see the Umqua River is is world famous for salmon and steelhead fishing. So Ooh. fish for salmon right behind the math building if you want to fish from the back of the campus. <laughs> I know about steelhead because there's steelhead run in Wisconsin too. They're uh, from lake from from the lakes, but ah, oh, interesting. All right, Coach Collins might have to take a road trip because I love fishing. All right. Uh, Wow. Well, we'll set you up. We've got, we'll set you up with some guides and we, it's, uh, and it's kind of funny because here you never hear it anywhere else, but here, I mean, it's, it's, you go to Umqua bank and we eat Umqua ice cream and you go to the Umqua insurance agent and you, the Umqua car dealer. And it's, uh, it's, it's big time. It's big time uh, brand recognition out here. I bet it is. I bet it is. Keep, Keep going coach. Keep going. So I started my, um, my dad was a big time player at, uh, at Seattle University and played um, kind of the mid to late 50s with, with Elgin Baylor. They had some really good teams back then. So for the young people, Elgin Baylor was really, really good. So look him up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he was back. He was Dr. J and Michael Jordan back before, yeah. before Dr. J and Michael Jordan. But, right. Um, and so my, uh, my dad, uh, his college coach uh, took a job in uh, in California and uh, at a at a high school and 
called my dad and said, Hey, there's, there's, you know, I need a JV coach and a, a coach you want to come out here. So we moved from Seattle to, to Southern California. My dad coached high school, high school basketball. Um, it was a heyday back there of, of basketball. He had, he, uh, he introduced um, Lute Olson to the athletic director and stuff at Loera High School. And that ended up to be Lute Olson's very first coaching job. Wow. Jerry Tarkanian was, was there in the, you know, in the mix. And so my dad coached high school basketball for several years. And then Golden West College was a, a two-year school in Huntington Beach, California. And it opened in, in the mid-60s. And my dad was hired to, to you know, to be their, the first men's basketball coach. So I grew up in a gym. I grew up in a gym in from as long as I can remember. It was, it was first high school practices, and then it was community college practices. Huntington um, Beach every, is pretty gorgeous, isn't it? Like you, were you? Yeah, the cool. The school was, beach yeah, the school was two miles. Yeah, the school was two miles from the school was two miles from uh, from the beach, and and even into my even into my my mid third my thirties. I would leave school and, and would ride down, um, yeah, straight shot to the beach. And there was a Huntington Beach City gym. They had great pickup games there. And if you lost, you didn't feel too bad because you walked two blocks to the beach. And right. Waited waited until your your game was was uh, was up again. So I just I grew I grew up with it. And, and how long before we jump into you more? How long did your dad stay there then? Well, yeah, he stayed there for because he coached the, and that's how I I got into. He coached the men for for a long time, and he he was just getting he was getting a little burnt out on it, and and so he he didn't really want to do it. They they wouldn't let him retire. They said you've got to you you have to coach the women, and so he coached the women for you know a couple of years, and um, and then that's how I got, and then that's how I got into it because, and when it came time to get into you know, get into, you know, coaching, then, you know, he had a spot I could, I could be his assistant for, you know, for three years. And and that's how I kind of got into, you know, into, into coaching women. And, um, and so it's, it's a great family story. I said, I played for my dad. I, I coached with him. Um, you know, we played in city leagues together. We did, I mean, it's a great, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great, great story. You didn't have to look very far to find a mentor. Holy cow. No, no. And, and, and he's still, and you know, he is still the, and I've been around a lot of coaches and, and, and as a kid, you know, we had every Sunday night, there were coaches would come over to our house and they'd all sit around the kitchen table and move salt shakers and ketchup bottles. And they would all, it was like a clinic every, every Sunday night. And I got to sit there and listen to that stuff. And I've been around coaches for, for a long, long time. And my dad is still the best game coach that that i've ever that i've ever been around there's a knack to that there's a knack to that uh, yeah to, to i think see- there's great practice coaches that aren't great game coaches i think there's great game coaches that aren't great practice coaches and it's like you need both to be honest with you well you do and 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 he was and and he was really good and you know and we hear a lot of coaches you know man i love practice i you know the games i don't really care about i don't really you know but i'm a practice guy yeah that wasn't him he was you know, he was a game guy and, and would come up, he would watch something and we would make adjustments back when I played, even when we coached together, he would see something that, that, um, that we would probably all eventually see after we watched four or five hours of tape, but he right. would, 
reluctant and, and say, Hey, let's, let's try this. And, you know, and sure enough, you know, it would, um, and we, and we had, had done some great, you know, done some great stuff, um, you know, on change on it. And, and, you know, one of the best, one of the best examples of that, are we, you know, when my second year up here, third year, maybe at Umqua, my dad had, my dad happened to be in town and he was still in California and he happened to be in town. And anytime he was, he sat on the bench and helped me out. And we were having a, we were having a tough time scoring. And we had a girl that, um, was really big, 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 and, and probably six, three, two eighty big. And, uh, she was coming off a broken foot and she couldn't run. And, but she was a great shooter and possibly our best score. And we got down eight, 10 points. And, you know, my dad had said, Hey, well, why don't we put Lauren in and just leave her on offense? All right. right. Nothing else was working. So, so that's what we did. And we put her in the game. We left her down on offense. We went down from being down eight, won the game probably by 16 or 20. And, uh, and the other coach is probably talking to himself as he's leaving the gym too. No, and, and wasn't and wasn't very and wasn't very happy about yeah. it. To tell you the truth, and and then actually the University of Oregon coaches were there, and he had gone up to them and said, "You can can you believe that? You know, screwing the game up." And they had said, "Hey, look, we it's about time we see somebody actually make an adjustment to, you know, right. to the game." But right. uh, but so that was my so he he the best I've ever been around, and I still talk to him. I still talk to him as much as I possibly can because. He's still teaching me. He's still, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's are you guys playing? I didn't even ask that. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not either. They're telling us March 15th is when we, that's hopeful. I, 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 the stat, so I teach, I teach AP statistics and statistics all day. And that's a, that's a real, if that's your start date, that's a realistic start date. Like, I think, I think that's a possibility. I think you got a really good shot at that, you know? Well, we hope so, but that's what they're, you know, that's what, that's what they're telling us. So, so we're, um, and so we're limited on what we can do now. Um, as far as in, in, as far as practice, we can't have real practices right now, but, um, hopefully that'll change as soon as they, they give us the, so tell me how you ended up at how you ended up from there, California to where you are now. Cause you've been at where you are now for a while. Well, I had, we were, so the, so the eight years, the eight years as a head coach at, at Golden West and the women are, our average one loss record was 32 and three. And, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't get a job. I was, I was uh, loading trucks at UPS from two 30 to seven 30 in the morning. And then I was going to school and then, and it was just, it was killing me. I had three, I had three young kids right. and, um, and I applied for, I don't know, a dozen jobs interviewed for a dozen jobs. And I, and I was at the time when everyone, everybody told me the same thing. Look, we're, our, our, our staffs are, they're all predominantly male. We need a, we need a female on the, on the staff and every one of those places, you know, hired a female coach. And, right. and so Umqua was in a tournament in Southern California. And, uh, and the guy, the athletic director was a women's basketball coach. And he had kind of, he watched us play in a game. We had won the tournament. Um, and he asked around, everybody said, yeah, he's looking for a job. Some of them, I think, were just glad to see me go. They just wanted me to get out of there, and and so he had uh, he asked if I was interested, and and I said I would. I'll I'll call him when the season was over, and uh, and we got we got beaten the state championship game, and 
I went back, I called him and he said, Oh, we'd love to have you, but you're too late. We've already, we've already committed to, you know, to somebody else. I was used to rejection at that, at that point. And three days later, I, I never did find out what happened. Three days later, they called back, said, Hey, are you still interested? And I said, absolutely. And they said, okay, we need you to, you know, come up and interview tomorrow. And, and what's the, what was the distance, what's the distance from there to where you are? Uh, it was about a thousand miles. So <laughs> that's what, that's what people, people forget how long that, that coast is. It's like, that's from, yeah. I can drive from Wisconsin to Florida in a thousand miles. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in, in Southern Cal. So we we're, you know, yeah. in Orange County, we were two hours North of the, um, you know, Mexico border and, right. and Roseburg's two hours North of the California border. So so, but it didn't matter. It, it turned out it's a great, I would have taken it no matter where it was. I needed, I needed a full-time, I needed a full-time job. Um, right. Can't be, you really shouldn't be 35 years old and never had a full-time job before when you got three kids. But, you, but, but, the, but the best part is you never worked a day in your life though. That's the good part. Oh no, I never, I, that's what I said. I've told everybody, everybody, you know, that asks, yeah, that's my response is that it, it certainly, it, it beats working. That's, that's yeah, it's sure. a good gig. It's a good gig. It's a, it's a hard part. It's, and, and, and I'm telling you, the jobs haven't gotten any easier to get. No, no, they're not. And that's probably why I've been here for so long, because you get to the point where you got a good thing going. I don't, um, you know, I'm not really ego driven where I don't need to. Right. I, people have asked why I didn't, why I didn't leave when we were winning. It's like, why would I, I helped build it. Why would I, Barry Alvarez, who was a UW football coach came from Notre Dame and Wisconsin wasn't very good when he took over. And then, you know, three Rose Bowls later and whatever he goes, well, why would I leave? <laughs> I spent all this time yeah. building the thing, you know, I'm putting 80,000 people in Camp Randall on a Saturday. Why would I leave? You know? Right. And yeah. it's, you know, and it's, it, and I like the area and we've been successful and, and it's, um, yeah, and we're 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 big time here. I mean, right. the closest co the closest college to us is University of Oregon. They're an hour away, so everybody thinks this is Kentucky or Indiana right. or Yukon or whatever. And and so it's it's um, and that's it, that's why I've been. And that, and what's your recruiting circle? What's your radius? Like, how far do you go? That's interesting. Well, so. Um, so up until last year, we could we could recruit probably the the western third of the of the United States up until about a year ago this time. So now a year ago they they have opened it up worldwide. So I can um, yeah I can go talk to anybody. So okay, um, we have kids from seven different states and and uh, and Poland and Australia on our on our team this year. And what's the what's the um, what's the biggest major or what's the biggest uh, draw for the school? Well, the the it's a two year school, so it's all right. it's all AA general ed stuff. It is, it is, yeah. But the biggest, I hate to, I mean, and this sounds this sounds extremely, you know, cocky and and that, but the biggest draw is is me, right? Because we've had because we've been we've won a lot of games I think I would have to go back and look but in my you know coaching career total I you know we're we're pushing 140 girls that have that have played for me that have gotten scholarships to four-year schools um 
nobody wants to play here. Nobody grows up saying my lifetime goal is to play community college basketball. Right. But once they decide that's the best option for them, then they want to go someplace where they're going to win games, get better and have a team. And that's, and that's us. And so. No, I love that. I mean, that's true. Well, I've noticed it too with the, with, and I've had so many kids recruited. It's crazy. It's a trickle down. Like everyone, like on the boys side, everyone thinks they're playing for Kentucky or Duke. And then, and then eventually it trickle, it's a trickle down effect. It's like, well, you're not quite there. You're not, you know, it's like, um, yeah. And it's like, but the, but the thing about yours is unlike a division three school, yours is like th- that dream is still alive for some of them. Cause yeah, maybe you, maybe there's a reason, but there's still, there's well, still- no, there's definitely a reason. There's a reason. And we tell everybody that, you know, I mean, it, in, in the nicest way possible, but we right. tell everybody the first day, look, there is something wrong with you or you wouldn't be here. Okay. It might be, who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's your undersized post player. Maybe you're, not quite athletic. Maybe your high school program wasn't very good. Maybe you didn't play in the right AU program. Maybe you didn't have right the that. grades that were quite there that there's lots of variables. Right. Yeah. And sometimes maybe it's your work ethic isn't good or sometimes maybe, I mean, there's a million. Well, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a hard way. And you and I have coached long enough. It's a hard way. It's like, sometimes you just want to say you're, you're just not quite mature enough. Like you can't, there's a roundabout way of saying that, but it's yep. like, you just need to grow up a little bit. And in two years, you're going to be a totally different human being. And well, sometimes it's one year. Sometimes the four year schools just want to see that, that you can be in a, in a college atmosphere. And like you said, and be mature and take care of business and do the things that you need to do. And once they see that you're out of your comfort zone and you can survive now that changes how people look at you sometimes. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's so true. So tell me about your coaching philosophy. Let's say I, I always use this. Let's say I came to your gym and you didn't know I was, I'm invisible. I'll do Harry Potterish. I have a cloak and I, you don't see me for a couple of days. What would I see? And what's kind of, what's your philosophy? Cause I think that always intrigues people. Yeah, we're going to um, n- number one. I know, I know, you know, and, I know defense wins championships. People talk about that all the time. I, I, I get that. Our emphasis is on offense. And the reason is, is because my primary ob- objective is to get players from our school someplace else. Right. And so our goal is to score 90 points a game. So if we score 90 points a game, we've got, you know, last year we had six people average double figures. We have a lot of assists. We have a lot of highlight tapes. We have a lot of... And if you score 90, you're going to win most of those games, I'm guessing. And we're going to win. And we're going to win a lot of... And we're going to win a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of games. And and so, so our emphasis is going to be on the offensive end because even though the four-year coaches talk defense, they hardly ever recruit defense. Because I tell them every year, I got a girl on my team who, you know, she shoots 20% and can't hit a shot to save her life, but she is a great lockdown defender and not that many people are interested in her. No, no. Here's, here's one of the issues. I mean, you can tell me this as a college coach. I think the difference between the levels sometimes is can you defend the ball? Yeah. We tell them, we tell them, look, you, you are who you can defend. That's what maybe that's, maybe that's a better way of putting it. Cause I see on the boys stretch, it's like, this kid's this kid's got like he 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 can do these three things really well at the highest level, 
but he can't defend anybody at that level. So he can't play at that level. He's going to play at this next right. level or the next one. You are, yeah, I like that expression. You, I like that. Yeah, that's what we tell you. are who you can, you know, who you can defend. And so, um, and, and, and you don't necessarily have to be, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a, you know, a lockdown defender, but, but your offense has to be good enough to make up for whatever right. deficiencies. <laughs> that, right. And you better be able to keep them, keep them in front of you. Now, did they move the line back for you guys? I haven't had a college coach in a while. Did they move the line back? Well, they've um, not yet. They they okay. they were going to start it with the, the men, right? And okay. They had to, and so and then all this hit. They were going to start it with the men, and then and you know the D one men have moved back, and then everybody non D one was had a year, and then the women were going to be behind that. Well, okay, now it, yeah, because I know D three got pushed back because it was a financial thing. Like we'll just pause it for a year, and then okay. Yeah, and that's what they've done, and that's what they did. Everybody non D one, and now when COVID hit, financially, so now it's on it's on pause for, you know, it's on pause for another, you know, for another year. Another year at least. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if that makes that much difference. I mean, I don't think it does from a percentage. I think the percentages will initially drop a little bit, the yeah. math teacher, but it won't be significant. I don't think. Um, so, what do you look for in a recruit? Well, so. It's, um, yeah, it's, there's, you know, there's Here's the bigger question uh, that I have. It's like, how do you go in those gyms in the summer and, and differentiate? Because you and I could walk in the gym and, and find the top five girls in about 30 seconds and maybe right. even f- top, f- top 20, but you're not getting the top 20. No. <laughs> so how do you, that, that's what I find that so intriguing from a mathematical coaching standpoint that how do you do that? Like, it's noise to me. And I'm, and I'm there usually coaching or watching my kids, but it's like, Oh my, I don't know how you guys do that. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, you know, I think it's an acquired skill. I think I'm, I'm better at it now than I was 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, and trying to, you know, and trying to determine, but I don't know, there's a lot of people I go into the gym and say, guys, she would be a great player at our level. And then you do some, you do some checking and she's, she assigned at some mid-major right. school. I'm saying that, yeah, I'm not, not really seeing that in, you know, necessarily, but I don't know. It's, you know, we're not at the point where we can, you know, we can't really, you know, select on, I mean, we have, we're trying to find the best players that we can find. So we've had some teams where we've been, you know, where we've been huge a couple right. of years ago, uh, Kelly Graves at University of Oregon came in and watched this play. And he said, man, you're, you're, you're bigger than three fourths of the PAC 12 teams. Right. <laughs> uh, we've had some years where we've had, our, you know, our tallest girl was, you know, was five ten, and we had a whole bunch that were, you know, so we're trying to find, we're trying to find the best players that we possibly can. And we need, and we, we want to, we want players that kind of have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and who want to bet on themselves? We want players. They're betting on themselves is a big part of it. Like I think That's, I play at that level. Like, yeah, because they want to go on. Because we want them to say, "Hey, look, I for whatever reason I got overlooked. I got you know, however they, you know, I got slept on. That's what everybody now everybody's being slept on. Well, you know, we want those players because they're going to come and work hard to prove everybody else wrong and. And so those are the types of, 
of players that we're looking and then we're going to get the best players that we can and then we're going to work on how we're going to put it all make, together and how you're going to make it better how where is that how does that window work for you then is it like post this intrigues me is it like post signing date and then all of a sudden it's like oh look at all these kids that didn't get signed. how does that work for you yeah or is it late yeah. spring like well for us this is this is COVID's caused us to change a little bit now because yeah. everybody's in kind of a panic right. you know right now and not but typically we you know start recruiting about in January because okay right up because we want the players because everybody we talk to thinks they're going big and those are the players that we want right I mean, if you, so you're, you're trying told, to look and figure the ones that, that someone missed or yeah, they, yeah. they trickle yeah 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 yeah, we're never, and, and we tell them, right, look, I, I get it. You're, it's, we're, we're not anybody's first choice, but we're a pretty good second choice or third choice. Right. And so we're right there. So all of a sudden, you know, by the time the first of the year comes, the early signing dates passed. Now we can talk to somebody in January and say, hey, look, if, if these schools aren't talking to you now, it's probably not, you know, going. What I say is, they're not asking you to, to the dance. Time to move on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And so you're not getting asked. Time to move on. Like they want, they were, they were fishing to maybe ask you out to prom, but now they're not asking you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, so it happens. It happens later, and and that's the way it needs to. Because if somebody were to, if somebody were to commit to me, you know, in November, then, and if somebody else, if a D one school called them in January. Most of those kids aren't saying, oh, no, sorry, I, I can't right. go mid-major because I'm going to Umqua. I already told Umqua Community College. Right. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. Right. And, and then we would be left. So your window is a little bit smaller then. Like, you, like you, this is when I got to fill my roster out. Like, Well, yeah, but we're recruiting sometimes to, you know, we can recruit from Jan to the day school starts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I never thought of that. I mean, we, we can go all – you know, we can go all, all spring, you know, all summer and, and, uh, and sometimes, um, and sometimes holding a spot to the very end has paid off sometimes because, um, you know, things happen. Somebody hasn't gotten into school that they thought somebody's had, you know, something has happened. Financial issues at home. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. But yeah. we always, we always laugh because, because all spring, you know, I get, I get more commitments the day after high school graduations probably than anybody because, because all spring, everybody, everybody tells their friends, they can go to senior breakfast. They can tell everybody at, at the high school. Yeah. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm thinking of Wisconsin or Notre Dame or, or, you know, right. University of Oregon or Umqua Community College or Stan, you know, and so they throw our name out there, but nobody, because they want to, but then as soon as graduation comes and they realize, okay, well, yeah, those other, those other people are out of the picture, then, then um, it comes, then, then the commitments, then the commitments start, you know, start to come. So I love that. If you, Hey, and so, okay. So I love, this is great. So if you could talk to one coach, not your dad, one coach for an hour, who would you talk to? Yeah, I think I would. Um, yeah, I think it would be uh, um, living or dead. I'll, I'll even add that to that because I usually give people living or living or dead. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would. I think I would like to sit down and talk to to. Uh, it would probably be Gino Ariema at Connecticut. I just think that 
that um he's intriguing to me he's very intriguing to me yeah and he started you know he's he started that program basically from scratch you know it's the same thing we talked about you know he could have he could go anywhere he wanted he could coach any place where he wants he could have gone he could have gone high men's yeah if he'd have wanted to there's like four or five women's coaches that i swear could have jumped if they'd have wanted to i think some women could have jumped to the men's game they're yeah. that good but yeah yeah you know, so he's still in stores, Connecticut. It's not big time. He's still, you know, where he could have left, um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I think with him, what, like with a lot of people, it's, it's sustained success. You know, it's like, it's like you, it's like, it's like all the, ch- the championships that you've won and the players, you know, it's not anybody can get lucky once, you know, right. Anybody can have, I'm a telling good- you, I'm telling you, I, I, I tell people, so we won, we won 14, like in the largest division in the state. We won 14, I think it was 14, 13, 14. I don't even remember anymore. Conference championships in a row. And I, and people, and because I tell people that's my, because that was sustained success. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, maybe go over and check out Coach Collins's other podcasts, Teacher Sidekick and High School Hoops. Um, subscribe, like, leave a five-star review. Maybe. And then uh, also you can go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.